the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in. A lot of sunshine the rest of the afternoon. May get a shower, 87 the high, getting cloudy at night, low 70. On the cloudy side tomorrow, a little sunshine at times. Might get another shower, high of 84. Phil's lost yesterday, but uh, they're doing nicely this afternoon. Sporting a 10-2 lead in the bottom of the eighth. JT Real Muto has a homer, and so does Cesar Hernandez. They both have knocked in three. And uh, barring a crazy finish, they should wrap up with a win today. We are excited today. Because we have from Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote and the Climbing High Radio Program, Bishop Eric A. Lambert Jr. Hi, Brother Tim. How are you? Wonderful. Good. It's good I, to be here. Oh yeah. Now do I should I tag the junior on there regularly? No, that's just pretty much out of respect okay. for my father. He's deceased. So <laughs> okay. I, I mean they know I'm not him, but <laughs> And I know you're not him, but I just want to always make sure we're doing it the that's right way. Fine. The Climbing Higher program has been going on now for quite a while. Yes. Uh, 3.30 weekdays in WFIL. And it's neat that uh, during the month of August, you're the featured minister of the month. Well, that is certainly an honor. And I'm thankful to the station and all those involved for giving us such an opportunity to air the ministry and talk about our vision, our burden, and our direction. Yeah. And we're going to get into that during our conversation. Uh, Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote is where you a pastor and have been for many years and yes. served in many roles. Yes. And uh, I thought we could just back up, because featuring you especially for the month of August, to share a little bit about your testimony in the first place. Without the Lord, there is none of this. That's right. And then also how the church got started. Then we can talk about some of the current things you guys are sure. doing. So well, I, yeah. I came to the Lord when I was about 14 years old. I've been in church you know, ever since I was a child. It was normal for my family. And um, one day we moved to a new neighborhood. I met new new friends, and the young man that lived next door to me, his parents were born again believers. And I just I would go to their home and sit there while they had Bible study and prayer, and I was just mesmerized because we had never seen this in the house before. And after a lot of conversation, they convinced my brother to go to the church with them. And then after he came home, he had given his heart to the Lord. And he came home, started praying for me and telling me about the love of Jesus. And I said, yes, went to the church, and it's been all uphill since then. Wow. And so it just to make sure I understand, you had a, a church background of sorts. Yes, yes. But as far as that daily in the house, open the Bible up, perhaps at dinner or, or in other ways, that sort of thing right. really struck you. Yeah, it was, the, it was the, the, the anointing of God, if I could use that term. Sure. He. He he was presented differently in this home. I actually felt that he was real and that Jesus does love me. 
when I came up, God was the punisher. He was the one that if you stepped out of line, my mother had a saying, you better, you better behave yourself because there's a handwriting. <laughs> and so she would always tell me about this eminent judgment. And every day I was, you know, whenever I did something mischievous, I'd look over my shoulder and I'd pray. And every Sunday I would raise my hand for repentance, but it was never heartfelt. It was more reactionary. But these these individuals, when they told me about the love of God and I went to the church and the pastor was Reverend Benjamin Smith of Deliverance Evangelistic Church. Ah. And I had I heard this man preach and my mind just just jumped wide open. And I said, that's what I want. And I remember I went home. This was a Sunday and I went home. And by Wednesday, I had released myself from all of my bad friends. I told people I can't hang with you anymore. I'm going to get saved Sunday, so I can't be with you anymore. But I thought God wanted all of this strictness from me, and that came from my prior experiences. I didn't know that he accepted me for who I am. I didn't know that he loved Eric because of who he was, not because of who I am. And when I learned that, it was so liberating. Amen. That's that's you know what you, you can even know that in your mind. I've been thinking the last few weeks about the love of the Lord. Yes. Considering and just dwelling on going beyond what I normally tend to gravitate to, and I believe He loves me. I don't have to earn His favor. Amen. But there are still times where you you know my pastor once said uh, when God invites you to dinner, you at least want to bring the rolls. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. And there is that kind of that feeling of I want to yes. you know I don't want to just take advantage of it. Yes. No, you don't. But. Even when you do, dwell on the fact that there's a God who's not doing the shaking the fist, not rolling up his sleeves, and all that. That was very difficult for my culture. In the African-American culture, the walk with God is predicated upon fear. Hmm. You know, our our thoughts of holiness were extremely restrictive. And I started ministry in that mindset. And it was one day I had preached such a John the Baptist message. And my wife said to me, we were going home. She says, are we really that bad? (laughs) And I went to the Lord and I said, Father, what is she talking about? And then I began to look at Jesus's ministry. And I thought, wow, this man is inclusive. He's not allowing sinful behavior and bad attitudes, but he's saying God understands and come to him and he can fix it. And it changed me because I was such a an arrogant young man, just, oh, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. But I wasn't telling people that Jesus says, I want to be your friend. I really want to walk with you. And this mindset now has caused me to really begin to enjoy my Christian walk. In my first years of a Christian, it was, it was like being in Marine Corps boot camp. It, it, there was no enjoyment. It was just duties, responsibilities. Get them done and you'll go to heaven. And that's how it was when I was a Marine. You know, get it done. General orders. Keep this. And I thought, wow, this isn't Christianity. And now God has just helped me to embrace his love and share that love with others. Amen. We're chatting with Bishop Eric Lambert. Uh, The program's Climbing Higher weekday afternoons, 3.30 to 4 in WFIL. It's our featured ministry of the month in August. Also founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, which we're going to get into how that started. But one more question, just because I think this is something that really people can benefit from. How long, not how long, but uh, before the shift started to happen from kind of more the Marine-like, boom, 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 to understanding. The, even the word enjoy you brought up is not something some people will put with their Christianity. Right. You know? Well, it was interesting because when I started uh, shepherding Bethel, I had very close relationships with those who shared that theology. At some point, I began to launch out. 
and reach out into Lutheran experiences, Episcopal, Presbyterian. And I fell in love with these guys because, first of all, they strip, so they strip away the facade of, of greatness. You know, in, in my world, in, in the African-American church, your title precedes everything else. You know, mm. five pastors and bishops are in a room. All you're going to hear is pastor, bishop, and doc. <laughs> but I was so amazed that with the Presbyterians and the others, it was, hey, Bill, Joe, and I'm thinking, boy, and they still respect him. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time with my other brothers and sisters, and their message was so liberating. And I saw that they were enjoying their salvation. Hmm. They actually enjoyed God. And I began to process it. I knew it would be a very difficult turn. It was almost like a metamorphosis. It would take as long as God needed, yeah. but I was on that path. So I would say it took me 10 years to really turn that corner and present to our church a different mindset Mm. that God uses imperfect people and he knows we're imperfect. So he's not sitting there saying you ought to be better. He's sitting there saying, just come to me and I'll help you get better. Yeah. And it's relational, you know. It's like when I used to have to have homework, uh, when I had homework as a child, I would ask my siblings or my parents to help me. Now, my siblings would always say, well, we're just going to help you get started. But my mother <laughs> would say she would take me to the end. My father would say, figure it out for yourself. So in church, we in the African-American community, we have the mindset that God is saying, figure it out for yourself. And that's what makes us so difficult with our walk with God. Whereas in other ethnicities, it's, this is my friend. This is my buddy. Let's have breakfast together. Let's have coffee. Let's talk. Let's work through these issues. I found that to be real Christianity, the one anothering that the Apostle Paul embraces. Yeah, and we, I definitely want to segue to the founding of the church, but uh, we'll jump back to it in a second. In general, on that theme, as you said, it, it took— 10 years to make that shift. How did you find the congregation received it or didn't receive it or struggled with receiving it? I gave it out in little bites okay. through various things. Snack size. The media department <laughs> was extremely helpful in enabling me to give it out in little bites. Yeah. So you'd hear a little every now and then. There would be some controversy. There would be some conversation. But because it was given out in little bites, it was easy to take in. They would hear it a little bit here, hear it a little bit there. And after a while, it began to solidify so that when I stand up in the pulpit and give it as a full-course meal, they've had enough appetizers that they could enjoy the full-course They weren't wondering what restaurant they walked into. (laughs) Bishop Eric Lambert's our guest from Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote and the Climbing Higher program, which uh, precedes this one, 3.30 to 4 each weekday. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 4.15 of the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, our fine broadcast continues on. Bishop Eric Lambert's our guest. The program Climbing Higher, 3.30 weekday afternoons on WFIL. Their featured uh, ministry of the month for August. Uh, Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote is the church that you're the founding pastor of, although at the time that was not what it was called, right? No, so it changed. Sh- <laughs> share a bit about how, it, you know, the voice you heard, so to speak. I had a very fruitful evangelistic ministry, and I enjoyed it. Every week I was preaching somewhere. 
And I never wanted to pastor because I saw what my pastor went through, and I just wanted to help him. I was connected to him, and I was committed to helping him with that vision. And one day in July, the Spirit of the Lord spoke, and he says, I want you to find a building and start a church. Now, I'm a pragmatist, and I didn't do a whole lot of that voicing stuff. But I heard that, and it echoed inside of me. And there were people who would accompany me on my evangelistic meetings. There were about seven or eight people, including my wife. And we would go to these various churches and preach and teach and do Bible study, whatever. And so after a while, I talked with my pastor, and uh, he gave me three days. He, He said, give me three days to pray. And he called me after two days, and he said, go ahead, son. Go ahead, go forward. Because I told him I wasn't going without your blessing. I said, even though God told me I'm supposed to submit to leadership. So I said, whatever you say is what I'm going to do. And he said, go ahead, go and, ahead and proceed. And this is the uh, Pastor Benjamin Smith. Who you had referenced earlier yes, in our that chat was today. Yes, my pastor. That yeah. was, and still is my pastor. Wow. But, you know, and so when we started out, we looked for buildings and we found a little office space up in Wincote in a building that had six office suites. And we went in and we leased the third one. And we just started working out there. We started with eight people in my home. And then as we took ownership of that particular space, the church just grew. And now we own everything on that side of Sheltonham Avenue. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's really something. And that was, that was almost 30 years ago? 32 years ago. Wow. And that's interesting to see God do this and... I always tell younger pastors, never be in a hurry. Your vision, though it tarries, it will be fulfilled. And I had no idea that this church would grow into what I actually thought that I would get to 100 people and stop because I never wanted to leave my job. I enjoyed being a carpenter. I loved building. And after a while, it just grew to a place. And my pastor called me and he said, your congregation deserves a full-time pastor. And I did not want to go. So I gave God a fleece. I went in and took a three-month leave of absence. I said, now, if you want me to do this, then you make sure things work out. I took the three months off. The Lord blessed. Church grew. Finances were strong. But I went back to work. I lied. (laughs) I went back to work. Wow. You did three months off from the church? From my job. From your job. So that I could be full-time for three months. And And I said, if everything worked out well, I was going to stay full-time. Okay. And everything worked out well. And I went back to work because we had a new contract. We had a substantial raise. And I said, I'm going back to work. But I was so miserable inside that Mm. we ultimately, on the end of October 1990, is when I went full time. And we started in 1987. So you were going to trust your business to the Lord and let others, still, you'd still have a tie to it, but others would run it and you wouldn't have to be involved in it at all? But when you saw, yeah, wow. I had to go. <laughs> I had to go. Yeah. Wow. Well, God's faithful. He keeps. The, yes. Know? And that's something, again, that's so relational. You know, I, I, I think we miss that about God. We, we're flooded with so many of man's ideas that we miss the opportunity for God to demonstrate his faithfulness. And he has been extremely loyal and faithful to Bethel. And we're watching him now just bless us in many different ways. 
Yeah. Many different. Things. We want. We've had the privilege of having you on a couple of times since the program started last year, and uh, I know that you're very busy in many good ways, <laughs> in, including with uh, some. Well, some of the ministries you just touched on. We're going to get into them, but before we get into the kind of the day to day a little bit, uh, you have a big event coming up. A couple of them. Yes. But the the biggest one, the main one, is the 21st to the 25th of August. For those just tuning in, uh, it's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Bishop Eric Lambert is our guest. He's the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote. And the program that you can catch him on every weekday at 3.30 is Climbing Higher. So you have a few friends coming to visit. Yes. Uh, August yes. 21 to 25. Yes. Uh, share about the uh, it's the, the 10th Holy Convocation yeah. uh, happening and uh, time to seek the Lord. Yeah. Based uh, in Hebrews. Uh, Ten years ago when the Lord began to impress upon me that it was necessary to bring our association together for a time of intimate hearing from him. I didn't want to do it because I felt the church <laughs> is so. Fl- I didn't want to do it. Yeah, thing. but but see, it, it's <laughs> really because it's not because I'm some rebellious <laughs> child, but it's because I see so many of these things. I thought, okay, I don't want to just be a cookie cutter. Yeah. But it, what was impressed on me was, you know what? I want you to be able to bring the people together so that they can hear from me. We don't want them to come together to lift up ministers. And so he he took me to the scripture and showed me out of the word of God how he called the children of Israel together for a holy convocation, that they're to come and get the instruction they need for the next year's challenges. And so we started it 10 years ago, and the Lord sent fantastic men and women of God to come and share his truths. It's a great time of our churches coming together in the fellowship. And so this year... It's it's important because this year is our 10th year, and we have Bishop Paul Morton coming to bless us, and uh, uh, Pastor Shepherd. Paul Shepherd. Paul Shepherd. Destiny Victory. He yes. was actually on with us, I think their ministry was Ministry of the Month in June, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And I really like him. He reminds me a lot of me because he's just flat footed and straight from the heart. And then we'll have Bishop David Evans <laughs> yes. from uh, New Jersey coming. And then Saturday is our uh, banquet, and uh, it's just going to be a great time of connecting and fellowship. And that's my heart now. And I think it's because of my age. You know, you get to a certain age where the independence dies, and you start looking for connections. Hmm. You know, thirty years ago, I wouldn't have looked for connections. I was Eric. You know, you know. But now <laughs> I'm trying to be inclusive. And that's what I want for this convocation, this holy convocation, for us to be inclusive, to reach out to people, to invite them to come in. And these men of God that are coming, I expect a great word from the Lord. Yeah. And so the the event you do each year, is that correct? Yes. Once a year? Is yes. it usually in August? So Usually just... in the end of this summer. Summer sometime. Yeah, so people can get through vacation times and... Okay. And come together. Again. So, so folks who are listening in, if they if they were interested, is this something that is? I mean, you're you're including folks, yes. but is it more from the circles of the speakers who are coming and their groups that that they may be connected to, or is it anybody, anybody who hears it and wants to come can come? Can come. Yeah, we're One having night, it right at the Hilton. It'll be three nights. They can come out anytime. The banquet is a ticketed event, and sure. to the best of my knowledge, it has been sold out. Okay. But uh, the services, everyone's welcome to come and hear the word of God and just share fellowship. And I'm looking forward to meeting new people. Yeah. You know, our media team has us all over the place. So I expect a lot of those listeners and viewers to come and share with us because I'd love to meet them. Yeah, it's August 21st through the 25th. And folks can find out more 
I suppose just on your website. That'd yes. be the easiest way, BethelDeliverance.org, if I remember correctly. Bishop Eric Lambert is our guest. He's the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote and with the Climbing Higher program, 3.30 weekdays on WFIL. Back with more in just a moment on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. You're listening to AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. We're chatting with Bishop Eric Lambert from Climbing Higher, the program 330 to 4 weekday afternoons on WFIL, also a founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote. You mentioned media a couple of times in our chat and there's some other ministries that we I just want to chat about a little bit, too, as you are our featured ministry of the month. Very glad to have you. Just my observation of knowing you this past year and having you in studio, I find you to be an interesting blend, uh, but grounded on the Lord, of being able to stay current in a lot of different ways, stay busy, but not be busy, But right. yeah, if that makes sense, yes, right? Yes. You don't give off a vibe of uh, you're frazzled or I got to do this, I got to keep this face up, I got to do that. But you are doing those things, but from a calmer place. Am I right? Or That's true. But I took my, uh, my cue from Moses and Elijah, where they both had meltdowns. And the reason they had their meltdown was because they were overextended. I believe in the sovereignty of God, again, which is something that isn't classically taught in my circles. But this is where I call myself a presbocostal. (laughs) And I believe in the sovereignty of God. And because he knew that I would be in this position, and he also knew that I was an extreme introvert, he gave me great people to take the vision and translate the vision and make it applicable to others. Because I could never do this without other people around me. And I believe that God gives us help. And a body ministry is just that. Everyone finds a place, and then they move something forward. So while there are many things going on in my mind, I just sit down, pick up the phone, and call members of the team, and then they make it come to pass. Amen. Amen. One of the other events I know we've talked about before, you just had one recently, and there's another one in August the 17th, is the making of a minister. Yes. Share with folks, again, what that's all about. See, that would take all day, Tim. (laughs) My passion... um, is to create the next generation of ministers. Yeah. I love history. And when I look at church history and I see the move of God in the fifties among the notable evangelists and pastors and the growth of it in the sixties and the deterioration in the late seventies and eighties, as we became more dependent upon the personality and the charisma of the minister, rather than the power and the anointing of God. And so now people have a habit of becoming what they behold. And so this new group of ministers, they're looking at these individuals today. And as they as we move into the 21st century, they're finding that model to be their socialization. Well, the Lord uh, put this burden on my heart to deal with other issues that will help them to become more godly in their presentation as opposed to secular. And the verse that drives our gathering is found in Exodus when God tells Moses, go tell Aaron, bring himself and his sons, sit in my presence and minister to me. They couldn't do any work for the people until they sat in God's presence and ministered to him. And it was so funny because he even tells them, 
tell them to put on their priestly garments and just come sit with me. And so we tell these men and women of God, say, look, God doesn't call you to the church. He calls you to him, and then he flows through you. Jesus makes a statement in the Gospels. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in most instances, that's translated from the negative in the sense that they think he's saying, stop sinning. God's kingdom is at hand. But the word repent is change your mind. He's saying, look, start thinking differently. The kingdom is here. Start thinking differently. Right out of the box in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom. Well, how does the kingdom work? Seek it. Well, how can you do that without knowing the king? So we're spending time with these ministers in helping them to develop character, leadership, as well as being able to properly divide the word of God and preach it in a way where it's not, um, you know, just motivational speaking, but life changing instruction that I can walk away and put to work in my life every day. And that drives us. Uh, Pastor Brian Weatherspoon works with me. He's the son of our ministry. And that drives us with a passion to bring these men and women high enough. Like I tell them, you're standing on my shoulders now. As my days begin to move on and I step back, God needs you to step up and take ministry further than I could have ever taken it. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop Eric Lambert's our guest. The Ministry of the Month is Climbing Higher, which you can catch weekdays at 3.30 in the afternoon on WFIL. Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote is the church that he founded. And not that you need me to affirm anything you just said, but what I will tell you is I have lots of interviews on this program. And I can um, – I always appreciate having somebody on because it's not everybody who – I have a lot of Christians and some are not. Mm-hmm. But for those who are, sometimes – I get the vibe that whatever they're talking about is a little bit more about just the promotion mm-hmm. and they not to doubt their salvation, but, right. but it's very refreshing and you can tell when somebody's love for the Lord is what's driving and, and that relationship that you discussed taking time to, to nourish mm-hmm. vastly different. And on the surface, it might seem like it's, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I got it. Let me, I got stuff to do. And blow right by it, and before long, you're dry as a bone. Yeah, and you're just going through the motions, and you're That's trying to get true. things done. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's very it's it's refreshing to be able to have that. And we're glad that you're on the air to help feed the people, as it were. <laughs> Thank you on the on the radio. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised. This might be a natural time to talk about the prayer, the value of prayer. Mm. If folks go to your website, BethelDeliverance.org, they will see prayer meetings dotting the calendar mm-hmm. all over the place. Has that? How long has that been part of the church? Jesus uh, taught that my house is a house of prayer. I took it literally. And so we have early morning prayer, afternoon prayer, evening prayer, and we're changing the, the focus of it from Lord give me to Lord flow through me to reach others. And, you know, I, I, my, my pastor used to tell us, he says, you can't preach to me until you pray. You have to spend time with God and then you can come and preach. And so I make that the philosophy for our our priests, our priests, preachers and those who will work in ministry. Yeah. That prayer becomes the driving force behind everything you do. Now I have to be honest. I'm I'm very contemporary in my prayer time and this is the reason why I don't like praying in public because my private prayers to God are not from a bishop's perspective. They're from a son. And I talk to my father. 
And I say things to my father that if I say in public, people would call me a heretic. Yeah. But he loves it. He loves the fact that I'm honest. I'll I'll tell him in a minute, Lord, you're going to have to play these cards you dealt me. You know, this this I can't handle this. You you're <laughs> going to have to do this. You're going to And I think that the the concept of prayer from the capitalistic perspective is give me a car, give me this, give me this. And my philosophy is you don't have to ask God for cars and houses and stuff. Ask him for wisdom, a proper way to manage your money, and then you work on getting a good credit score, and you can get whatever you want. And so God isn't sitting in heaven dropping out cars and houses and things of that nature, but he is giving wisdom, and he is giving strength, and he gives those things that we can't manufacture. So for me, Paul teaches in the book of Romans, he says, you don't know what you should pray for as you ought, but the Holy Spirit will teach you what to do. And I find that, again, it's a cultural reality. Today, prayer is all about giving me this, and now the big word is favor. So if you're not going to give me the thing, give me favor <laughs> so bl- I can get it. A blanket. Yeah. And, and, and so we, we make it so capitalistic that it's all about me getting from me, me. And it's amazing how well that's been received. Well, for Bethel... We look at prayer as a different thing. It's, it's meant to connect us to God. When we walk away from prayer, we ought to be more like God. We ought to feel what he feels. We ought to care about those things that he cares about. We shouldn't walk away from God saying, oh, I need this, I need that, I need the other. No, I walk away saying, I got to help those people. Why? Because God says those people need help. I have to care for that person. Why? Because God says those people need care. And I'm afraid that the church has declared war on one segment of society. And I'm not condoning the sin, but there are other sins as well. Sure. And it's almost as if we have alienated them so much that they don't even think God loves them. They think that their sin is so reprehensible that God cannot reach them because of how the church portrays it. And my belief is Jesus died for all. He died for the sins of all. And it's our job to look past the action and look at the heart of the person and say, you know what? You need Jesus. You don't need social reform. You don't need psychological reform. You need Jesus. And when the heart is new, then your life changes. And that's why we pray. Bishop Eric Lambert, the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, and with the Climbing Higher program, 330 weekdays on WFIL, our ministry of the month for August. Is our guest today. Uh, just a quick check on the forecast. Down to 7 tonight. Uh, sky's cloudy for a bit. Eventually, um, there is a thunderstorm warning over the next half hour or so. North Del- Northern Delaware, South Jersey, and in Chester. So be aware of that if you would. Phil's had a win uh, this afternoon. Nice win. 10-2 over San Fran. Means it took two out of three from the Giants. JT Realmuto and Cesar Hernandez leading the way. Each had a homer and knocked in three runs. And Scott Kingery had three hits. They're home this weekend, continuing their homestand. Have a big alumni weekend. We'll be chatting about a little bit more tomorrow. In the meantime, a quick break. We'll continue our conversation with Bishop Lambert here on AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 440 on the Tim DeMoss Show, chatting with Bishop Eric Lambert, the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, also with the Climbing Higher Program, 330 weekdays on WFIL 
Uh, we were talking about prayer a bit before the break uh, as part of what's going on at the church. If folks are hearing this and just, you know, they don't have to be part of the church, if they just want to stop by the church and, and have prayer, they can stop in, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. My house is a house of prayer. Yeah. And you just come in. We've had others just stop in, you know, during early morning prayer starts at 6 a.m. There are people on their way to work stop in for prayer. Prayer is not denominational. Prayer is not you have to join the church. No, you just come in and lay before God. And you talk to God until God does something in you. And I love the fact that we pray uh, with that goal in mind, just to touch God's heart. Amen. I might not walk away with a job. I may, I may still be unemployed when I pray, but I'm going to be unemployed with peace. And I'm going to be unemployed with the sense that God is meeting my need. You know, we just had uh, a gentleman named Nathan Cochran. He's a bass player for the group Mercy Me mm-hmm. on and one of their biggest songs, in fact, of all that they, they're known for, the, most well-known for a song called I Can Only Imagine. Mm. But they have another song called Even If. And it's it's kind of backing up what you just said about it, it was birthed out of the lead singer's son has, I think, type 1 diabetes mm. since he was a little boy. And the, the prayer came from, you know, asking God for healing. But even if you don't, you are still my hope. Yes. And just having the faith and the weakness. And that, that can apply to any of us, whatever's going Amen. on, even if this does not mm. happen. You are still my hope. It's a very powerful song, and it sounds like, you know, what you're trying to encourage people the same way. You can make your request known and the peace of God. But you know how difficult it is to believe that in Western culture because we're programmed to think that God is going to move every situation. And I'm very conservative in my beliefs, and I think that's why if you look in the Bible, there's so many different books and letters, and each one has a legitimate spiritual reason. And for me, God put the book of Job in the Bible to say to us, I may not deliver you from everything. You may just have to go through it, but it will end. I don't know when. Even the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, he says, there's this guy who went to the third heaven, received an abundance of revelation, came back and was told not to share it. And I think God says, all right, in order to keep you from writing a book or talking about this, yeah. he gives him, the scripture says, the angel of Satan to buffet him. He goes to God three times and says, move it. And God says, absolutely not. My grace is sufficient. But this is what I loved about Paul. Paul changed his mind. Paul said, all right, well, if you're not going to move it, then I'm going to glory in it. And the more you pray, the more you realize that God's not moving everything. So I got to learn how to function in it. That thing should not take my joy. It should not move my peace. All it does is there's a test that I have to go through, and there's an end. And I don't know when the end is coming, but I stand on on the Jeremiah 29. God said, I have a plan. And since none of his plans end in destruction, there may be destruction in the plan, but it doesn't end up that way. You know, children of Israel were in bondage. He brought them out. Then they went in captivity. He brought them out. His plan is always victory in the end. And I mm. wait for that. Wait, is it Sunday morning? No, <laughs> it's no, that's that's great. That's a great word. And uh, again, if folks are tuning in, Bishop Eric Lambert is our guest climbing higher as the program. You can uh, catch more of this, uh, these insights and godliness and just pointing folks to the Lord. 3.30 to 4 every weekday afternoon. And, of course, Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote on Sundays. What time are your services? You have uh... – 7.30 okay. is the early morning service. Now, those are my studious people. You know, <laughs> these, are, these are the ones who come and sit by the banks of the river and listen. Yeah. 
Then the regular service is at, at 11 o'clock. Okay. And these are my church people. Yeah. You know, they come in. They want to rejoice. They want to sing. You know, they want to sleep. And it's great. I love them. <laughs> and then at 6 o'clock, you know, that's a whole different audience. You know, lots of times you'll find that the younger adults will probably come to that because they sleep a little longer. Yeah. But then we have Wednesday night prayer and Bible study from 7 to 8 is prayer, and then from 8 to 9 is Bible study. and. It's been a great, great experience. Lots of moving parts. You've yes. shared before also about delegation. Maybe yes. just for some wisdom on how to yes. people hear this thing. How, how do you do all those things? But I don't. I just sit in a meeting and I cast vision and then they go and do it. And I, I'm like God in this sense. God says to Adam, all right, dominate the earth. And so he makes all the creatures and he, he brings them to Adam and he says, name them. And he doesn't change a name. Because he has confidence in Adam. Hmm. So Adam says, you're an elephant. God said, yep, that's an elephant. He went along with it. And I think most times leaders, they find themselves incapable of releasing. God gives us vision, but then we must release the vision so others can run with it. I can't get the vision and run with the vision. I get the vision, write it out, give it to runners, and then sit back and cast more vision that the Lord gives to me, and he gives me Aaron's and hers that take that ministry and run with it. Was that something that you had to learn a lot about? Oh, or? yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was a eight-day-a-week man. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's only... I made an eighth day. <laughs> I made an eighth day. In the beginning of our church, my wife lived off the back of me. And when my daughter was born, you know, daddy was always going to do ministry. And, and she called my pastor and he pulled me aside. He said, don't lose your family over ministry. And I began to back up. Now people come to me and ask me questions and I feel good saying, I don't know. Hmm. Go see so-and-so, go see so-and-so. And I think that when I focus on sitting before the Lord, then he takes care of everything else. I've learned over the past five, six years that God really wants to control his creation. He really does because he's a benevolent controller. He doesn't hurt us. He allows us to go through things where the thing may hurt us, but he needs to do that to bring stuff out of us. But he's never sitting up there saying, I want to hurt you. I want to hurt you. No, even his judgment, when he judged David, when David messed up and numbered the people— and David chose the judgment. He said, I want to fall in the hand of God. Right. <laughs> he said, he has more mercy. And the angel comes and he brings judgment to the land. And he heard the Lord's voice say, stop. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. And I trust that God, that whatever I'm going through, he knows how much I can take. He yeah. Knows. Yeah. This is good stuff. Bishop Eric Lambert, our guest from Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, the founding pastor there. Climbing higher again, the program. It's our ministry of the month uh, in August, and you can catch it three thirty to four uh, weekday afternoons. We mentioned a little earlier about the tenth annual uh, Holy Convocation, and again, that's the twenty first to the twenty fifth of uh, of August. And just for those who may be just tuning in on that, can you just re- reiterate a little bit? There's going to be uh, Bishop Evans is going to be Bishop there. Bishop David Evans, right? Bishop uh, Paul Morton. Okay. And Pastor Paul Shepherd, right? And he's on the, the Destined for Victory program, which yes. is also on WFIL. Yes. So, and he was on with us back in, I think it was June. Yeah, mm-hmm. great guy, great straight, guy, straightforward, yes. boom, boom, boom. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> so, and the purpose of that is to just to remind, because anyone's welcome to come oh, any yes. of those nights. Oh yes, any of those nights, you're welcome to come out at the Hilton City Line Avenue. And the purpose is to bring God's people together to hear from Him. This year, our theme is it's time to seek the Lord. 
And I found that to be so appropriate, given the fact that our political system is falling apart. Yeah. It's time to seek the Lord. And that's going to be our theme this year, to bring people back to that Hosea moment. We've sought everybody else. We put our confidence in politicians, business leaders, and, and, and the like. But God says now it's time to seek him. And I think he has waited for this time to come when everything else is going crazy. So the only thing we have left is him. Bishop Eric Lambert, founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, and with the Climbing Higher program, which again you can catch weekday afternoons at 3.30 on WFIL as our guest. Brief break, we'll wrap up our chat together in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 451, The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Our guest, Bishop Eric Lambert, uh, founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote with the Climbing Higher program, 330 weekdays on WFIL. How can people pray for you? Every way. <laughs> Every way. I think the biggest prayer for me now is uh, making sure I'm staying in the direction and not being tempted to hit the rock. Because there's a level of frustration that comes. I'm a baby boomer, and um, we have a different mindset about life. And I don't do well with millennials. I really don't. I, I really haven't don't. met so too many I, people who do. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I think, I, first of all, I think that it's been blown out of proportion. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, but, but now they're there. For whatever purpose, they're there. Yeah. And I don't do well with the way they process. And there are times when... Uh, as I said, I'm a pragmatist. Things have to make sense to me. And most of what's happening, most of the new changes that we're seeing, the conveniences, the the disconnect that comes through social media, people think it's great, but it's disconnecting. Yeah. You're not talking to people anymore. It frustrates me. I'm a one anothering. I, I don't care for texting. I'd rather come hold your hand, look you in the eye, than I can see into your soul and talk with you. I need patience. As the Lord keeps me here to help them evolve, help those generations evolve. And in the meantime, I need wisdom to be able to put in the right people to minister to those individuals. Have you had a uh, any of the Saturday events you've had? Has it ever focused on social media specifically? Or? No, we, we touch it, and I do sometimes in sermons. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't demonize it, but I also think— say that it's not real one anothering it's just communication yeah um, it's like a so half there's something there but <laughs> i don't know i don't I don't, yeah. I don't care much for it yeah i and and maybe another time uh, just planting a seed uh, ironically at our church not long ago our pastor started a sermon just about the use of our time and, mm -hmm. and stewardship and got on social media like 10 minutes in and mm -hmm. i thought it was just going to be an example mm -hmm. and it turned into the it was the whole, the sermon. whole sermon and it was the idea of, of and he wasn't railing against it right but asking yourself if we're supposed to be stewards right just we actually said let's be quiet pause for a minute and think of of the percentage of the time you're on your mm -hmm. say phone mm -hmm. that you're being fruitful per se and he said even liberally applied like he said i went online and uh, our, our garbage disposal wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And then rather than spend money, my wife said, why don't you look up a YouTube video? 45 minutes later, it was fixed. Mm -hmm. He says, I would count that as, okay, that's fruitful. Right. That's a right. good stewardship. Right. But he says, my, I still think my number is 25% out of 100, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm on the low end. So yeah. <laughs> being honest, because the one where the devil can accomplish purposes also is just to get you to stop doing things. Yes, to keep you 
focused on things that really don't matter. You know, uh, oh, yeah. rejoice with me. I had lobster last night. <laughs> <laughs> what difference does that make? Yeah, right. I always tell people having served people having served in the military, uh, I admire Satan's tactics. From a military perspective, I admire how he comes against the church because it is so clandestine. You don't even know what he's doing. And that's why Paul said we must be aware of his schemes and his methods. He's not directly coming in telling you Jesus is not Lord. What he's telling you is spend more time doing something else and he won't be your Lord. Yeah. He can't take Jesus from his position of Lord, but he can take him from being Lord of your life by everything else. Binging on TV, binging on so many other things where before you know it, it's midnight and you haven't spent one time with the Lord. Yeah. How does that work? How do you, how do you have a Lord and never go in to submit to him? Well, my day is so full. I did that with the ministers one time in our session. I put the number 24 on the top of the, the, the uh, flip chart. And then we went through the day, eight hours of work, three hours of travel, so much. This is, And at the end of the day, there was a deficit when it comes to prayer. I said, there's only 24 hours in a day, but you're already at 30. So you got a six hour deficit now. And then I said, now look at this and you'll notice there is no time for prayer. You put in everything else, but no time to sit and talk with God. There are only 24 hours in a day. And since God is perfect, then that 24 is perfect. Hmm. So somewhere you need a Sabbath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is good stuff. Very good. Well, and Lord, and the good thing is you're not far away, so we can have you again sometime, oh, right? Yeah, I'd love to come. <laughs> it's it's great. always fun with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great to it's great to hear and listen and learn, and uh, and folks can do that regularly weekday afternoons three thirty to four with the Climbing Higher program. Bishop Eric Lambert, our guest in studio, uh, and Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote is the location. You can go uh, Sundays, but not just Sundays. There are a lot of things happening during the week, right? So yes. BethelDeliverance.org is how you can find out more about that, including all the different events, as well as the things that are regular, like the making of a minister and the, the Saturday morning, The I forgot the name for the children, for the making of the youth. Oh, um, that's from boys to men. Yes. And that's once a month as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's, uh, maybe we can end on that note. That's actually a really cool program. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just how that, the purpose behind that and the age range. In our culture, many of our young boys don't have fathers who live in the home and moms can't make men. The Bible teaches that everything reproduces after its kind. So what the Lord put on my heart was to reach out to those young guys, bring them together monthly and go over different topics. We've had an FBI agent. We've had a homicide detective. We've shown movies about gang warfare just to get them thinking. And our plan is to take them out camping and then teach them how to balance a checkbook, to tie a necktie, to shave their face and just do things with them that will enable them to step into manhood a little better prepared. Yeah. And you've had some have an athlete or two too. I mean try We haven't had the athletes yet. But that's coming. But that's coming. Yeah. Along with people from the military because we had one young man put down on the what I want to be list. He said he wanted to be an astronaut. So we're going to bring somebody from the Air Force in to talk about how to prepare for that. And, of course, the other services will have representation wow. as well as athletes so they can see that it's not as easy as television makes it. Yeah. But at least they'll have the truth. 
I wanted to be an astronaut, but my parents told me the sky was the limit. So no, I was kidding. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Bishop Lambert, it's great having you, and thank you for, for taking time today. Oh, thank we're, you, too. Yeah, we're very glad to have Climbing Higher as our Ministry of the Month in August. I want to let folks know they should go to our website to uh, get yourself entered in that, because every weekday we're making a winner of Bishop Lambert's book, Ingredients for Prayer. You could also win the grand prize, which features the DVD series, Strengthening the Family, and two books, The Christian and the Culture and The Kneeling Mind. Get yourself entered by clicking the Ministry of the Month banner at WFIL.com. Don't forget, the earlier you get in the mix, the better. Today being August 1st, if you sign up today, you'll have the entire month to have your name drawn. Wrapping up our program, looking forward to tomorrow, our famous Friday show. I have no idea why it's going to be famous, but we're working on it. Pray for us, would you? Speaking of which, time to pass the baton to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He will lead in prayer next right here on AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.